The Word of God for our consideration together is today's Gospel from John chapter 9. In the name of Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, dear fellow children of the light. In today's Bible reading, we see a man who was blind. Can we even imagine what that must have been like? To have no idea of the difference between red or green. To never enjoy the brightness of a loved one's smile. To never marvel at the beauty of a sunset. Without our eyesight, we would miss so much. There is another kind of sight that we need even more. We need spiritual sight. Without it, we cannot see the gift of God's love for us in his Son. Without it, we would be lost and heading unavoidably toward eternal darkness. How is your spiritual sight? In today's Bible reading, Jesus gives us a spiritual eye exam, one that leads us to pray, Lord Jesus, help me see. Here's the first thing to look at. As Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. Look carefully at this blind man. What do you see? Do you see yourself? While all of us here, I think, have physical sight, we all begin life in spiritual blindness by nature. We are unable to understand or appreciate God's blessings until the Holy Spirit opens our eyes of faith to see and believe God's promises. But what does spiritual blindness look like? It fails to see things as they really are. Harmful things like sexual immorality or gossip can appear to be interesting or appealing. Things that God says are good, like worshiping him, appear to be of no value at all. Spiritual blindness denies the possibility that after this life we will be accountable to God for how we've lived. And even after the Spirit opens our eyes of faith, we still have spiritual blind spots, sins that we may want to excuse, the needs of others that we see but don't feel like responding to. This man's blindness leads us to pray, Lord Jesus, help me see my own spiritual blindness and my need for you to open my eyes in faith. Look once more at this man who has been blind from birth. The disciples looked at this and they asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? They saw this man suffering and they figured it must be some kind of payback from God. Do you ever ask, why me? 
at a time when you are suffering and others seem to have life much easier? At times like that, the devil is quick to suggest God must be getting back at you for something that you've done. Jesus told his disciples they were seeing this man's blindness all wrong. It was not a punishment from God for a particular sin. But rather, Jesus said, this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Are you able to see your sad and troubling times as opportunities for the works of God to be displayed in your life? I remember a fellow believer who ended up at the emergency room one day. And while she was there, she spoke about God's blessings to the people who were providing her medical care. She assured her family of her confidence in God's plan for her life and for eternity. She even prayed for other patients who were there needing care. And then with a smile, she said, Pastor, I would never have been able to do these things today if I had not had to come here. God put his work on display in her life. And he will in your life, too. When you are facing sad and troubling times, you can know that God is not punishing you for some specific sin. How can you know? You look to the cross of Jesus. And there you see that God has placed the punishment for every sin upon his Son, who died for the sins of the world. God's loving plan to save you does not change when you are grieving or sad. When God's promises give you strength and comfort at times like that, God puts his work on display in your life to bless you and to bless others too. And that leads us to pray, Lord Jesus, help me to see my troubles and my sufferings as opportunities for the work of God to be displayed in my life. To see this more clearly, look at the next scene. Watch a man spit on the ground and make some mud with the saliva. And then he placed some of that mud on the blind man's eyes. Now remember, this man, of course, couldn't see Jesus, but he could feel the touch of Jesus' hands, and he could know that this was for him. Then Jesus told him to go to a nearby pool of water and wash off that mud. And so he did, washed off the mud, and he opened his eyes, and for the first time in his life, he could see. Now, what do you see in this event? Do you see Jesus as the true Son of God who comes to give sight to the blind? Not only did Jesus give physical sight to this man, he also spoke with him later on to give him eyes of faith to see Jesus as his promised Savior. And as our caring Savior, Jesus is the one who gives us eyes of faith to see him. In our opening hymn, we sang, I once was blind, but now I see. 
that reflects what our first reading from Ephesians says, you were once darkness. Now, Jesus did not pass by this man in his need. He doesn't pass us by either. He comes near to us and he says, I have come into this world so that the blind may see. And consider how the work of the Son of God has been displayed in your life. Jesus did, while it was day, the work of the Father who had sent him. He lived in perfect obedience, in the light of God's will, always overcoming every dark temptation of the devil. He allowed our dark and shameful sins to be placed upon him. And that put him into the darkness as he hung on the cross on Good Friday afternoon. While he was there, he entered the deepest darkness of all, the darkness of being forsaken by his own father, so that you and I would not have to experience eternal darkness. Raised from death, he shines his saving light as he promises, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So what do you see as you look at Jesus? You see the one who has come to save you. You see your light and your salvation. He has sent his Holy Spirit in the water of baptism to open your eyes of faith so that you may see him. And you see forgiveness of every sin, every dark and shameful deed removed from you forever. You see love so great that he would lay down his life for you to be his own forever. In this light, you can see beyond this life to an eternity of blessings and the light of heaven that he is preparing for you. And you see what his light now does to you. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord. What does that mean? Well, first it means you are no longer darkness. The light of Jesus has made a night and day change in who you are and in what you are to do. You are light in the Lord. So be that light. Our reading from Ephesians says, Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Living as children of light means keeping our attention on the light. Think of a plant on the windowsill leaning towards the sunlight. Let's be eagerly leaning towards the light of God's word to gladly hear it and learn it and follow it. God's word is a light for our path and a lamp for our feet to guide us in his ways. And in the light of God's word, we find out what is pleasing to God. Those things that are good, truly good for us and for others. Those things that are righteous so that we would strive to do what is right because the righteousness of Jesus now covers us. 
those things that are true, as we will show honesty and genuine concern for others. Keep your eyes on the light of God's Word as you pray, Lord Jesus, help me see and love the light of your Holy Word. And in this light, you will see the ways that God gives you opportunities to serve him each day with good works that he has prepared in advance for you to do. Things like opportunities to worship him, to be patient with others, to forgive them from your heart, to take the time when someone needs your help, to remember to pray. Don't slip back into the shadows and let those good deeds of faith remain undone. Be the light you are in the Lord. And when the devil tries to tempt you with his dark deceptions, the light of God's word will show you what is pleasing to your Lord. And when the light of God's word exposes the dark deeds and thoughts of sin that still remain in our lives, let's be sure to turn from them quickly in repentance to the light of God's word so that we may walk in his ways. And as you are light in the Lord, the light of Jesus will reflect from you to others. And God may use you to be the one to awaken someone from spiritual slumber as the light of Jesus reflects in what you say and what you do. And that leads us to pray, Lord Jesus, help me see your saving light so that I may live as a child of the light. As we see Jesus give physical and spiritual sight to this blind man, we see that Jesus is the one who meets our need for spiritual sight and light. As he answers our prayer, Lord Jesus, help me see. Amen.